Hello, Bela here, and welcome to one of our mini-sessions, where Mike and I discuss a topic of general interest. Today's topic is remote workers. That is, people who work for company A, but don't sit in one of their facilities or locations. They work wherever they want, from home or from a co-working space or whatever. And then option B is if you don't work for a company, but you're kind of freelancing and you work uh, remotely um, because you don't have a, a primary affiliation. So two ways of looking at this. Bela, what are your thoughts on remote working? Strengths, weaknesses? Great, great topic, Mike. So I think maybe the first thing we'll try to focus on is uh, from the employee's perspective. Uh, what are the strengths and weaknesses from you if you're an employee? You know, some of the great pros of this is uh, the flexibility. You can work from anywhere. You can work from a Starbucks coffee shop. You can work from home. You can work from uh, flex space. There's all sorts of options here. Uh, and I think for some people that works well because they, they can institute their own structure within their lives to make that work. I know, for example, my son works from home. Uh, he works for a software company and he works at home four days a week. And he's got that discipline. He's got an office set up. He goes up to the office after breakfast and he comes down for lunch and he, you know, you don't see him all day. And Bela, just to uh, clarify, not your house. He lives in his own house. I think that's really important. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for pointing that out. Yes, he is, uh, he's uh, married and has two little kids and he's doing great uh, and he lives in his own house. Um, so Thankfully. this is through... Through yes, this is, <laughs> and that, and it works great for him. Uh, I know for others, uh, I've heard, I've talked to people, and they say it's a little bit more of a challenge to have that discipline, and uh, they get distracted easy, and they end up maybe not uh, performing and doing the things um, that needs to get done. Uh, what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, you know, I agree. Strengths and weaknesses. It's great. You don't have the commute, so you save a lot of time. I've got some friends that they drive an hour to work each way. You know, it's 10 hours a week in the car It's and you can be somewhat productive in the car. But, you know, being able to work close to where you live is a is a great thing. You know, here in Europe, it's much more common to live right close by to where you work. And the number of my friends uh, here in Germany that commute is very small, you know, more than 10 minutes, let's say, is very small. Most people uh, ride their bike or walk to work if you drive, but it's no more than than 10 minutes. Um, and so you have a lot more time uh, either to be productive at work or to spend with your family or friends. Um, so, so that's kind of an interesting thing. It's clearly can be better from the environment. If you're not in the car, uh, you're, you're um, you know, lowering your carbon footprint a little bit. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's some, a feeling of belongingness that if you're working in a healthy workplace, and I understand not everybody works for a healthy organization, but that feeling of belongingness, that feeling of affiliation, that, yeah, throwing the ideas around, um, having an impromptu meeting uh, at the coffee machine or the water cooler or wherever, um, the ability to sit face to face when things go wrong too, the ability to sit down with somebody and work things out face to face. I mean, you and I communicate almost entirely electronically. It certainly works um, uh, fine, uh, but sometimes sitting down together face to face and sharing a meal or a cup of coffee, uh, you can't beat that. So, you know, I think there are strengths and weaknesses, like you said, um, but it's great. What about from the company's perspective? What do you, what do companies gain by um, having workers that work remotely and, and what are they losing? So before I dive into that, Mike, because I, I think you brought up a point that I wanted to expand on a little bit. <clears throat> uh, back to my son, uh, who, who works remotely. He goes into the office uh, one day a week and that one day is structured fairly well. So he spends 
a significant amount of time with uh, the leadership team. And so he saw, including his, his boss uh, who, who runs the business. And so these notions of sort of having a mentor, getting some feedback, uh, being able to sit down face to face on a regular basis and, and sort of developing that relationship. You know, even though you, you said you and I do this remotely, uh, I still miss the times that I used to swing by your office and we'd sit down and have a cup of coffee. So I think if you do work remotely, there's probably you got to think about adding some level of sort of interaction on a periodic basis. Um, so anyway, I just want to make that comment. Yeah, agreed. And I think uh, that's where we'll end up, that a hybrid approach is better. It's like when we talk about online education versus uh, sitting down in a classroom face to face, probably some sort of blend is the optimal uh, is the optimal arrangement. But yeah, now let's look at yes. it from the organization standpoint. Yeah, I think from the company's perspective, you know, I think where you first saw remote workers was sort of the sales force, uh, where <clears throat> I remember when I worked for IBM, uh, each salesperson had an office, but they were never there or they were there for maybe four hours a week. And and then at, at, at one point, they sort of uh, moved to having shared offices where three or four different sales folks would share one office. And then eventually they migrated to uh, enabling those folks to, to work out of home. Uh, home is in quotes there. It, it may be their car that they're working out of in a hotel room. Uh, but I think that's where you first saw this. And people start uh, developing s- sort of policies and procedures that, that worked for that. And now I think it's expanded. I think the advantages to companies are, first of all, you, you need less space. Space is expensive. Uh, and it also, I think, one thing that sometimes people don't think about is it allows you or enables you to attract talent from faraway places. Sometimes your company's located where there's a certain skill set that may not be very available. It may be very rare. And this gives you the ability to sort of acquire that skill set um, from other parts of the world, quite frankly. Um, I do know that it, it, there was a point in my career where I did a lot of work in the Far East uh, and, and with organizations in the Far East. And the time zone thing was it was had some advantages and disadvantages. So one of the disadvantages of the time zone it, it difference, it was very difficult to actually communicate in real time with people. Uh, but one of the advantages was that if you sent an email out during the daylight hours here, when I got back to my office, I'd have the answer the the following day. So there was sort of this uh, life seemed to go in one day increments. It wasn't in five minute or 10 minute increments. It went in one day increments. So time zones, depending upon the business you're in, can can be a challenge. Uh, what thoughts do you have on that, Mike? I agree with everything you said, Bela. Uh, maybe one interesting thing to add is this idea of co-location where you push your employees out to work with you on your customers' sites. Right. So um, consulting companies have people that don't work in the consulting company office. They work on the client site um, or their contractors. I know um, uh, a, a good example is um, waste management, a big uh, a trash management company and, and recycling company. They have employees that work directly in the factories that they have contracts worth to do the work. So even though they're working at a Subaru plant, um, or pick your, your car company or your, or your manufacturing company. They have their employees, they work for waste management, and they work on site. Okay? 
Um, so this idea of putting your employees with your customers sometimes has some real benefits to close collaboration and innovation and knowledge sharing um, that can be really effective. So I think that that's a special case of remote workforce, but one that can be particularly effective. On the ineffective side, I think it's really hard to, um, to have your employees be a part of your culture. So I think there's a risk that the things like values and loyalty and things that, you know, maybe not be so cool to talk about, but are important if that employee isn't there. And again, assuming a, a positive culture and a, and a healthy work environment that the employees don't get kind of, um, you know, drink the water, so to speak, and, and, and become a fully acculturated member of the organization. I think that can be some downsides, both in terms of um, employee retention um, and in terms of helping employees make the best decisions, know what their resources are within the organization, know how to best serve their customers. So pros and cons, pros and cons. Yeah. Yeah. Great points, Mike. I think the one other thing that's that's helping to move this trend uh, forward is is the explosion of wonderful collaboration tools. Uh, the collaboration tools keep getting better and better that enable individuals to uh, interact in real time or, or very near real time. And um, I think that's a that's a, a an indication that this trend will continue. Agreed at a very low cost. So, yeah, definitely. Great. All right. I think that's about all the time we have today. Um, so we are definitely interested to hear in what you think about this topic, our dear listeners. Uh, are you a remote worker? Do you work with people who are remote workers? What are the pros and cons that you see? What were we right about? What were we wrong about? Uh, send us an email with your thoughts and comments. And if uh, who knows, you might be a really good candidate to do a full interview on this topic, or you might know somebody that, that is. We, uh, we would be happy to, to think about that as well. Email us at bela.and.mike at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. And uh, so far, we've responded to every single person that's... Uh, that's emailed us. So we're happy to give you a shout back and, uh, and, and share your ideas. Also, if you have questions or comments, we're happy to answer questions uh, in future editions of this podcast. Uh, so please share your ideas with us. That's it for now. We are looking forward to having you join us on our next podcast. Bela, thanks a lot. Talk with you soon. Yep. Thanks, Mike. This podcast is produced for Mike and I by our friends at Busy Media of Schenectady, New York. They can be found at busymedia.co.